1. Whitby Abbey, Winter, 1199. It was a pity that Reinfrid and Frossard were friends. Reinfrid was clever and might have risen high within the Benedictine order if Frossard had not been there to lead him astray with mischief. And Frossard might have accepted his lot as a lay brother if Reinfrid had not been constantly telling him that a son of Lord Frossard, albeit an illegitimate one, deserved better than life as a labourer. One bleak evening, when a bitter wind turned all to ice, the two young men chanced to meet in the monastery grounds. It was Reinfrid's turn to prepare the church for Compline, while Frossard had been charged to clean the stables. The abbot has been vexed with us ever since we let that pig into the scriptorium, said Frossard, chuckling at the memory of scribes scurrying around in dismay while the greedy animal feasted on finest vellum. So I have a plan that will take his mind off it. Reinfred brightened. Life had been dull since their last escapade, and his quick mind chafed at the strictures of a cloistered existence. He had never wanted to be a monk— but as the youngest child of an impoverished knight, he had been given no choice. His unhappy situation was what drew him to Frossard, the solidarity of two youngsters whose lives were blighted by circumstances of birth. It concerns Bjornwin, Frossard went on. The virgin killed by sea pirates up in Lai three and a half centuries ago. She was chopped into pieces and a flayed corpse was found covered in butterflies the following day. She is not a saint, said Reinfred, haughty in his superior knowledge. The church does not recognise her, and Abbot Peter deplores the fact that pilgrims visit her shrine. Yes, and do you know why? Because it means they do not spend their money here. He would be the first to acknowledge Bjornwin if her bones were in his abbey. Reinfred laughed. <laughs> so what do you suggest? That we steal them for him? Yes. The blunt reply made Reinfred's jaw drop. That would be impossible. They're watched day and night. We would never get near them. Frossard smirked. Oh, yes, we will. I met two of the guards yesterday, and we got talking. They're on duty tonight. They mentioned a liking for wine. So I sent them a flask, and in it is some powder from old Mother Hackness, which will make them sleep like babies. All we have to do is walk to Lythe, collect the relics, and bring them back here. Reinfred raised his eyebrows archly. "'And present the abbot with stolen property? <sighs> "'I doubt that will go down very well. "'We shall say that Bjornwin appeared to us in a dream "'and told us to fetch her. "'The fact that the guards slept through a removal "'be proof that we acted with her blessing.' "'Reinfred was thoughtful. "'Saints were always appearing to people in visions, "'asking to be toted from one place to another.' So it was not beyond the realms of possibility that Bjornwin might prefer an abbey to the paltry little fishing village four miles up the coast. Frossard grinned when his friend made no further objection. It is a good plan, Reinfred. What can go wrong? At midnight, Reinfred slipped out of the daughter and ran to the postern gate where Frossard was waiting. They set off together, descending the hill to the little village clustered below, where the familiar smell of fish and seaweed assailed their nostrils, along with the sweetest scent of ale from a tavern that kept notoriously late hours. Bawdy songs and womanly squeals gusted from within.
The pair borrowed a boat to cross the river, then climbed past more cottages until they reached the cliff path that ran north. It was a clear night and bitingly cold, so they walked briskly. Both knew the shrine well. It was a pretty place near St. Oswald's Church, which had been built shortly after the saint's martyrdom and not changed since. It comprised a stone chapel with an altar, on which stood a plain wooden box that contained the relics. The villagers had decorated the chapel with pictures of butterflies and candles always burned within. Relics were vulnerable to unscrupulous thieves, so the shrine was never left unattended. Frossard grinned triumphantly when they reached the building and saw the two guards slumped on the floor. The empty wine flask lay between them. Reinfred was uneasy, though, and crept towards them to make sure they were really asleep. He touched one cautiously, then jerked his hand back in alarm at the cold skin. Christ in heaven!